When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy Mojo Mutati right next to me. Mojo, here we go. High five of Mojo. Jill Biden. She thinks, Mojo, that the uh, women's national championship game was so well played that not just LSU, the winners should be going to the White House for a face-to-face with the president, Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden, the first lady, believes that Iowa should also get an invite mojo. And people are outraged because the winner goes to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's never been a thing to have the loser go. But Mojo, Joe Biden was at the game over the weekend. uh, And then when she was in Colorado, in Denver, at the state capitol, um... She uh, said something that has got a lot of people really upset. Watch this. Congratulations to both teams. So I know we'll have the champions come to um, to the White House. We always do. So, you know, we'll have LSU come. But you know what? I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. So, right? So winners and losers, that's sportsmanship. Uh, yeah, so we're doing participation trophies now uh, at the White House. So, Mojo, I said a lot of people were upset about what uh, Joe Biden said. Now, uh, in an effort to be as fair as possible, uh, the First Lady's press secretary did come out and try and clarify and essentially said that, uh, look, uh, it's probably just going to be LSU. Nonetheless, everyone was uh, was upset about this, feel like it was a real slight uh, to LSU, including Angel Reese. Angel Reese, who was at the center of the You Can't See Me, John Cena controversy from the day before. Uh, Angel Reese was on uh, I Am Athlete with a former uh, pro bowler, uh, Brandon Marshall, was asked about the First Lady's comments. Here's Angel. I just know if the roles were reversed, it wouldn't be the same. If we were to lose, we would not be getting invited to the White House. And I remember she made a comment about both teams should be invited because it would be the it was sports, sportsmanship, and I'm like, are you saying that because of what I did and what like that stuff like that? It, it bothers me because you are a woman at the end of the day, mm-hmm. white, black, Mex- it doesn't matter. You're a woman. You're supposed to be standing behind us before anything. So it's hard to see things like that and not to comment back on it. But at the same time, like. I have the platform right now where I can speak out and a lot of people have had my back through it. So I'm proud to be in a situation like this and nobody's giving her grace right now. Trust me, nobody's giving her grace and that's why she's trying to backtrack on what she said. I'd say backtrack is probably the right word here. Starting with the press secretary, she didn't issue a clarification. She issued a full-on retraction because the first lady definitely full-on invited both teams. It wasn't just a suggestion. Uh, That being said, 
Yeah, there's no participation trophies here. Both teams shouldn't be invited. I mean, look, both teams were great enough to make it all the way to the final. That in itself is an award, but only the winners are invited to go to the White House. Honestly, as far as that situation goes, the people I feel the worst for is honestly the Iowa basketball team because you're in a situation now where you either have to say no and decline the White House, which is going to carry a lot of weight online, or or you got to show up as a loser and right. be there with the winners who, who just beat you convincingly. So not a fun situation uh, uh, for that. But yeah, I mean, got to no, agree. It, it, it's, it's, it's actually misogynistic because it's, it's like you're coddling the Iowa team. They don't need to be coddled. They are badasses. They are great athletes. They just lost the game, and it, it happens. Sometimes you win. Most of the time, Iowa does, and sometimes you lose. They don't need to be hugged and embraced by the first lady and have their feelings or their ego stroked. That's not necessary, and, they're, and she's actually doing a huge disservice to the women's. So uh, while I know uh, she didn't try to uh, offend the LSU team or the Iowa team, she actually is, and she is actually setting women's sports back by saying what she said. Okay, how does the Iowa team feel about all this? That's the question that I have really had. Would they even accept an invite? Well... Caitlin Clark, who was, of course, the woman on the receiving end of the uh, the Cena gesture at the end of the championship game, she was on uh, Outside the Lines uh, on ESPN. They asked her, hey, Caitlin, do you actually have any interest in going to the White House as the game's loser? And as expected, no. Want to go to the White House as a, as a runner-up? I don't know. I don't think runner-ups usually go to the White House. I think LSU should, you know, enjoy that moment for them. And congratulations, obviously, they deserve to go there. Uh, maybe I could go to the White House on different terms, though. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, that's for LSU. So, um, you know, that's a pretty cool moment, and they should enjoy every single, you know, second of being a champion. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect answer. Thank you, but no thank you. I'd be open to go under a different set of circumstances. But respectfully, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Maybe next year they have a stack squad. Good chance they'll be back. But no, they should not go to the White House. It was a mistake for Joe Biden to say what she said. Again, she didn't mean any harm, but not the right thing to say. There is uh, an absolutely can't-miss fight going down uh, Saturday night, UFC 287, and uh, the man anchoring the card uh, is is right here because he is the king of Miami, and the fight is going down in Miami. We welcome to the show Jorge Masvidal. Jorge, brother, how are you? What's up, my brother? Glad to be back. It's been a minute since uh, I got back with TMZ, so what's up, man? <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good uh, to have you back, Jorge, man. And uh, you could just tell, listening to the fans talk about uh, this fight, man, it's it's a can't-miss fight. I'm looking. I see a lot of people are picking Gilbert to win this thing. I see the odds. They got him as a heavy favorite. Why do you think they see the fight like that? And, and do you feel disrespected by that as a guy who is one of the most dangerous people in the world, period? Um, I never feel disrespected because... I'm telling you, nobody's took in Vegas to the cleaners more than me because they, they've had the same odds before and I've cleaned the house on them. Um, and I don't mind doing it again, brother. I, I really don't mind taking them to the cleaners again. But I also do get where, you know, I, I fought for two championships uh, recently, one to Usman on six-day notice where it didn't go my way. And then the rematch, um, 
didn't go my way as well either. I thought he was going for a takedown. Long behold, it was a straight right. Clean my clock. Never in my life had been knocked out. Yeah. Then I come back, and it wasn't my best performance against a cop calling charlatan bitch-ass cupcake Covington, you know? So I, I get it why a lot of people, you know, might have might have forgot, you know? And, yeah. um, like, Roy Jones has that song, Y'all Must Have Forgot. But also, those guys had a common denominator. They're just wrestlers, you know? And... Yeah, my style, I haven't figured out quite that puzzle yet with the wrestling guys. Guys that just want to sniff a crotch and just squeeze as hard as they can another man and literally do everything in their power to neutralize both of us. Because if you're just squeezing me, you're not punching and neither am I. But it's not necessarily a fight, you know, in, in the Gilbert fight. I don't have a standout wrestler conditioning freak like that where, where he could just continue to go for takedown after takedown. He, he doesn't have that. He's never shown that and understand that. Yeah, he throws hard, but he doesn't understand the sweet signs. He doesn't understand setups. He doesn't understand distance, timing, fakes, things like that. So from a technical standpoint, I think this is a great match for me. You know, I, I just got to show up, put my hard head on, put my mouthpiece on, get to work and just put the holes in this guy's face. Who Leon Edwards is going to fight next has obviously gotten a lot of attention. And Dana has said a few times, hey, it's going to be Colby. I think he deserves it. Mm -hmm. But on the sa same time, we've also seen Dana. We've seen the UFC change their mind. We know for a fact that the biggest fight that you could make, bigger than the Colby fight by far, Colby and Leon, would be uh, with your history, you and Leon. Do you believe going into the fight with Gilbert that you can change Dana's mind and you can work yourself into that Leon title fight as the next fight that he takes? A hundred percent. I I feel that in my heart. I see it in my mind. UFC at the end of the day is a pay per view selling business. Kobe's bitch ass has never sold over three hundred thousand pay per views except when it was against me. You know what? What is him and Leon gonna do? What What did Usman and, and Leon just do right now? The numbers weren't great. They haven't even come out yet. You know, so neither of them are, are are ticket sellers, and it's for a reason. They don't really bring that action. You know, um, I bring that action. You know, people people ain't following me because I'm so good looking, or I have so many posts on Instagram and stuff. People are following me because they know one thing: I'm fighting. I'm gonna get after. I'm I'm gonna come take your head off or die trying, you know? So I, uh, it, it's laid out for me to just go out there and do my work, perform, and everything else will fall into place. Oh, Jorge, it, do you ever think of uh, uh, you and a, a Connor fight? I, I was thinking about this before I hopped on here to talk to you, and I, I think that would be the biggest fight that you could make in the entire sport. Is that anything that you've thought about now that the guy's a little bit bigger? Uh, he doesn't seem like he's going back to 155 ever. Any interest uh, in that? From that perspective of us breaking records, I think 100%. You know, I've I've sold myself 1.3 million pay-per-views. And Connor, I mean, the story goes without saying, you know, just 1.3 in one night against me and Usman, the first one. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it's definitely just a mathematician, uh, you know, a promoter. It's a dream fight for, for a promoter. But the UFC can't get him to sign the dotted line, you know. I think in many ways... I'm really, really bad for Connor's style, brass, and brand because I'm, I'm not going to take him down and, and see what he smells like. I'm going to beat the f piss out of him, stand up. I'm going to make him quit, stand up. I'm going to take his shots, laugh at him, and then give him right back and, and break him, you know? So I know that he knows that. I mean, he said it. Dana has said it. I'm a bigger, stronger, meaner guy. So, I mean, I can't put a gun, I can't put a gun to his head to sign. That dude ain't trying to get in there with me, man. He knows that, uh, you know, we've had some similar opponents to where I've dismantled him and, and he's taken him to decision. So... Especially at 170, um, he's like fun size, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. UFC 287, Jorge Masvidal, Gilbert Burns. It does not get any better than that. Oh, and you got Izzy, you got Alex Pereira. This card is absolutely stacked. Jorge, brother, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, man. 
Brother, God bless, man. Always love being on here, brother. Let me know. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, drag racing legend John Force, 73 years old, involved in a crazy, a epic crash this weekend at a California racetrack. And Mojo was there. He is talking to John Force, the 16-time champion, just minutes after the bad crash. We're going to hear from Force next on TMZ Sports. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. side of the racetrack and I can only imagine what this conversation is going to sound like as JR walks over to greet John here as he extracts himself from the Camaro. Mojo, you were right there trackside uh, on a Saturday uh, at the Pomona racetrack as an absolute legend. 73-year-old John Force. This guy is equivalent to like the Tom Brady of drag racing. That's how good he is. He's a 16-time NHRA champion, Mojo. And he goes into that wall at a crazy rate of speed. And I'm shocked that he was okay, Mojo. Uh, what was going on here? What happened? When, what was this like to, to just be feet away from this epic crash? As crazy as this crash looks, just know that this 73-year-old mm. man walked away from this crash and then raced again just that a day, couple hours later. Just wow. like two hours later. That's why. I actually talked to him between uh, the races, which we'll talk about in a second. But my goodness, being at the NHRA races... This was something like I've never seen before. Watching uh, videos of it doesn't do it justice. I was standing between those two cars <laughs> when they took off, and that was 22,000 total of horsepower between both cars. They move, I believe, almost 350 miles an hour. When they get to top speed, Babcock, they go 133 yards per second. So one and one third football fields per second. And it was unreal. When those cars shoot off, man, it's just, you almost go into shock. It just freezes you up. Can't uh, even imagine. 
My goodness, but what a day. Incredible races. Uh, dude, I got to throw one more stat at you because it was so crazy to me. They actually pull their parachutes because they have to pull parachutes for uh, braking force, but 200 feet before the finish line. Uh, and the parachute comes out 100 <laughs> feet after because wow. of how fast they're moving. Just pushing that button. That's how long it takes. That's incredible. Uh, but unbelievable time. And yeah, I got a chance to talk to John Forrest between races. Check out what he had to say. Great to have you all out here. You know we all love it. I've watched wrestling since I was a baby with my grandma. But uh, we love it, love what you do. Uh, you saw me out there on, on the racetrack, roll a car up in the ball. I needed a little mojo. <laughs> and uh, I wish I'd had you out there. But uh, uh, it got through it okay, got back, but it's no different in a ring. When you get up against an opponent and stuff, they can roll you up in the ball, but I believe at your size, nobody does that. And it looks like you got all the mojo you need. 73 years old and walked away from that crash like it was absolutely nothing. The cars are really safe. NHRA sees to that. The safety, I drive the Peak Chevrolet. And you know, Auto Club, and at the end of the day, um, I've walked away from a lot of them. And luck's a big part of it, so I keep reading my Bible and... Uh, and the Lord, uh, when he's ready for me, he'll take me, but he ain't ready yet. <laughs> Mojo, he crashed into a wall at 200 miles an hour and said, I wish you were with me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> Babcock, I think in the next races, we might have to get in there and race each other. Hey, right? let's do it. I'm ready. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Mojo, do you remember that Dodgers fan who... <laughs> try to propose to his girlfriend uh, on opening night uh, at the uh, Dodgers uh, season opener only to be absolutely destroyed by a Dodgers security guard. Well, Mojo, <laughs> we are finally, courtesy of our great reporter Shannon, uh, are speaking to uh, Ricardo and Ramona. Yep, uh, <laughs> they are. He's dusted himself off, and uh, now they are planning a wedding, Mojo, because, yeah, Ramona said yes, so we uh, we had a conversation with them recently, Ricardo and Ramona. What are your plans for the wedding? Are you going to do, like, near the Dodgers Stadium? Like, what, what's the plans for the wedding? <laughs> yeah, he's banned from the Dodgers Stadium for a year. Um, we are pushing for August the 5th, which is my birthday. He's August the 20th, like, um, so we want to do August the 5th. Great. And are you, I'm sorry that you're banned from the statement. That would have been pretty dope if you could have done like the wedding, like right in the park right. or something like that. Yeah, one year, but I mean, he'll live, right? <laughs> Barely. He, he clearly didn't have a lot to say on that one. I think his lungs still hurt from that hit. But you, Mojo, you, you, all kidding aside, he was so banged up, he actually had to have Ramona take him to the hospital. And they checked him out and they said he was okay, but he actually got hurt. I, I, I want to know what the doctor said. I want to know what his injuries are, uh, because that will certainly explain why this man only got a one year ban. Uh, for You're what so he right. did. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Babcock. This kind of has me thinking. If people are only getting one-year bans from yeah. certain stadiums for this, I'm thinking I'm going to get dressed up in TMZ Sports merch yeah. head-to-toe, and I'm going to do like this it. at a lot of stadiums to promote the fact that we are now available on podcasts <laughs> like and on YouTube, because why not? I'm not going to go to most hey. of these stadiums anyways, and if it's only a one-year ban right. with no jail time, buddy, I'm on to something here. I'm just picturing the guy like hitting you and him actually. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to bounce Too off. His, his lungs are going to be strong. hurt. <laughs>
All right, Mojo, before we go, we got to show the men some love. We're uh, talking about the women's NCAA game so much. Uh, UConn uh, last night wins their fifth uh, men's uh, title. Absolute uh, incredible run in the tournament for a team who had a so-so regular season. Mojo, of course, they win the title. What do their fans do? They just completely wreck where they live. They were out in stores. They were starting fires, Mojo. They were flipping cars. They were running huge poles through windows. You know, all of the fun, family-friendly uh, fun that you like to have after your team wins a title. So end up, 15 of these these uh, people, mostly students, shocker, ended up getting arrested, Mojo. And 16 people had to be taken and treated at a local hospital because people got hurt because you had a bunch of guys acting like idiots. But nonetheless, congratulations to the Yukon uh, basketball team, national champions, Mojo. All, all this, and we're talking about Angel's comments more than anything. Half a city I know. was destroyed. First time ever. I've ne- I've never seen it where uh, you know historically the men's game has uh, gotten more attention. No, not not this year. Not thanks. Uh, not not uh, if Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark have anything to say about it. They have really put uh, the women's uh, championship game on the map in a big way. Uh, Mojo, we have got to go. Uh, we got a big show tomorrow though. Something you're going to be very excited about because your uh, your great friends Rob Gronkowski and his more famous brother, Chris Gronkowski, uh, are going to join us tomorrow, Mojo. They are actually doing something very cool at their alma mater, uh, Arizona. Um, Yeah, a little spring football game. Uh, Gronkowski brothers going at it. Going to be a pretty great show, Mojo. I can't wait. Yeah, Babcock. I mean, my best friends other than you coming on the show tomorrow will definitely make it the best show since today.